we wake up, unfortunately, in this country more and more, day after day, week after week, month after month, and year after year, with more gun violence. Whether it's somebody crazy shooting a military base, a movie theater, whether it's a terrorist on a military base who hates the very nation that he swore to protect, whether it's somebody with mental illness who wants to take their own life and heads to a college campus, perhaps has mental illness, certainly hatred, rage, anger, has felt isolated and alone like we saw in Columbine, in Oregon, California, and I think the one that hit us in Virginia Tech, and I think the one that hit us the hardest was in Connecticut, where so many little lives were lost to watch such babies be robbed of a future. That's not easy. Now, it's easy to tug on emotional heartstrings when you're a liberal, as I am a liberal. And I'm not doing that or saying that to do that with you right now. I mean, this is the reality that we live in in America, isn't it? But whenever we have gun violence, there are sensationalistic methods on the left to get you to say, hey, we need gun control. And I think it's pretty much common sense. You know, and we all know universal background checks alone isn't going to solve anything, even having a background check with uh, ammunition sales. And then, of course, there are those on the right that pray to the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit called the N, the R, and the A. The more that sensational gun violence, and it is sensational. I mean, when somebody wants to take their own life, it's not like they walk into a drugstore, get a bunch of cough medicine or sleeping pills, you know, a bottle of vodka, go back in the room, shut the door, and end it. Taking a gun and going in and, you know, bringing out the law enforcement in that community and, you know, SWAT teams and <laughs> the list goes on and taking out as many with you as you can. That, that is sensationalizing and wanting your 15 seconds of fame before you are taken out or take yourself out. And the more sensationalistic our gun violence is, and it has been afflicting our nation, the more we hear people who do pray for that Father, Son, Holy Spirit in the form of the N, the R, and the A, they'll put out a myth that the more of us that are packing, the safer we will be. As a matter of fact, I'm surprised they haven't told people at Sandy Hook to arm their children, not just to have somebody armed inside the school. Hell, arm the teachers and the kids. That's pretty much the mindset on the right. Vigilante justice, right? But here's the problem. It's a myth. It's a myth. To have citizens packing, to have us be that vigilant about everyone out there packing. And by the way, just look at the facts. The more people today, in 2015, there were more Americans who own guns, more gun owners in America than ever before. And that's legally, never mind illegally. More gun owners, and we wouldn't know because we don't have background checks of gun shows. But the more, um, more Americans today have guns than ever before. And yet we still have more and more gun violence, more and more massacres, more and more school shootings, more and more sensationalized massacres. But the NRA will tell you, and many people out there, whether they pray to or have that tattooed on their butt, the myth of the vigilant citizen packing, uh, which is basically legally permitting concealed weapons. I want to tell you a story about uh, something that happened in the early 90s when I lived in Buffalo, New York, and I think I shared this with my crew before. I know Marky Mark's heard this. 
Um, when I was living in Buffalo in the early 90s, uh, there was a guy at the mall who had a conceal and carry permit. So he had his gun on him, and he had the gun legally, he had the permit legally, everything was in order, and he had the gun with him. There was another gentleman who happened to be Hispanic, by the way. There was another gentleman who was there with his wife who was pregnant, and they got in a fender bender in the parking lot of a local mall in broad daylight. This was not at night. People hadn't been drinking. These people just shopping on a Saturday afternoon at the mall. The fender bender escalated to arguing, you know, how, you know, you know, what the blankety blank, who are you, and all that. And the guy with the conceal and carry permit ended up shooting the man in front of his very close to nine-month mark wife. Okay? Now, that woman lost her husband. The other guy went to jail and that family lost their dad and their husband. And the woman suffered from Great Depression. And the woman went into premature labor and there were complications to the child. But the guy had a conceal and carry permit. I mean, it was all very legal. And everybody on the right, or I should say everybody, a lot of people on the right, majority of people that, that I hear from on the right, really believe that we're going to stop the next mass shooting, that next mass murderer in his tracks, if we all had legally permitted concealed weapons, if we didn't have more gun control, if we had more guns. The problem is, the facts don't show that. Now, I don't have them in my hand, but I do have researchers that do. And there was a research project that showed since 2007, at least 763 people have been killed in 579 shootings. And by the way, those did not involve self-defense. You know that idea, and the NRA tells you to protect yourself, have a gun. And that's why we have concealed and carry permits, because we're so paranoid that the terrorist, the boogeyman, the shooter at the movie theater is around the next corner. And one would believe that. But if having a weapon is the answer to stopping all of this, then why is it we have more mass shootings and we have more gun owners than ever before? So, when we break it down, okay... The vast majority of these concealed carry licensed shooters killed, them, killed themselves, looking at the research now, this is since 2007, this is just last year, okay? For the, past, for the past eight years, they either killed themselves or others took down a perpetrator. Not the concealed and carry permit person. Now the death toll includes, ready? 29 mass killings of three or more people by concealed carry shooters that took 139 lives. You don't need to take notes on this to know those. these are horrifying numbers. 29 mass killing. You know when people are like, oh, there was a knife attack in Sweden. See? See? No, 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 no. You can't even compare the level of violence in this country to most countries. Seriously. Except for, seriously, except for like the Taliban, ISIS, and Al-Qaeda. We've got civilians beat on that one. And that's not a number we should have. And it's not a number we should be proud of. Now, let's break it down, like I said. The death toll includes 29 mass killings of three or more people by concealed carry shooters who took 139 lives. 17 police officers shot to death. And here's an ultimate contradiction of concealed carry as a personal safety factor. 223 suicides. Now, that's compared with 579 non-self-defense concealed carry shootings. 
there were only 21 cases in which self-defense was determined to be a factor. The tally was by the Violence Policy Center. They're a gun safety group. And um, the gun lobby has been actually so successful in persuading people, people out there obviously very gullible, even legislators, that concealed carry, or legislators who just love their money and bend over for them, uh, that concealed carry is essential to public safety. But, you know, the research doesn't show that to be true. And thus, the existing data collection is blocked. Shouldn't this data collection be mandatory for severe public health problems, if nothing else? So, the Violence Policy Center has actually been forced to rely on media people like me to get this information, however limited the data is, out there. And that means state by state. Okay? State by state. And the gun lobby really sticks his head into a lot of researches. But there is more research, even more complete research, that was not affected by gun lobbyists. And um, you know what? If the NRA kept their head out of the research, because they spend a lot of time and money and bullying, if you will, to prevent the truth from getting us getting out there to you and me, well, what do we, what do we know? If, if these smaller studies are being prevented by the NRA, a larger study, I think we could conclude, would undoubtedly uncover a higher death toll. But you know what? We the public, we the people who strive for, desire, crave, and yell from the rooftops, transparency, please, are kept largely in the dark. We the public, we the people, are not, we don't see this stuff. There was a Gallup poll that found 56% of Americans said the nation would be safer if more people carried concealed weapons. And why do you think that? Because that's what they hear to be true. That's what they hear to be true. Clearly, concealed, how many times they say this is the best burger in town? Who said? They said. Two people said. And you tell other people. Maybe you don't even think it's the best, but you believe that. It's brainwashing. It's brainwashing. Plop, plop, fizz, fizz. Oh, what a relief it is. Alka-Seltzer. Maybe we never took it. You know it's repetition, and the NRA uses that to its advantage. The concealed carry does not transform ordinary citizens into superheroes. And that is the portrayal the NRA gives you, which makes so many of you, after we have these incidents, rush out and get a damn gun. And those of you who have a gun and don't have a conceal and carry permit, maybe go and apply for and get one of those. What it really does is, the more, you know, it's not the more guns we have, the safer we are. If you look at right now, the more guns we have, the more violence we have had at the hands of a gun. And it compounds the risks to innocent lives. State legislators are not different than the federal legislators. They also bow to the gun lobby. And what do they do? With this bending over, our states and our federal politicians are inviting you, me, our children, our neighbors, who are outside next door to our children, to venture out naively with firearms more and more, and venturing out more and more in public places, restaurants, churches, schools. College campuses are now the latest to, you know, their latest goal is, you know, for the, for the gun lobby, right? This is a perverse marketing campaign, don't you think? I mean, after gun massacres and the latest that took 10 lives this month at a community college in Oregon, send your kids to school to learn and carry a gun. Seriously. 
Recent concealed carry excesses include legal shooters charged by the police with recklessly pegging a few wild shots at shoplifters and other nonviolent suspects they see fleeing on the street. This is dangerous. This is vigilantism. And, and not all these people are mentally in, in their right mind and can be in their right mind until that bumper, fender bump, uh, uh, you know, fender bumper, or whatever I'm looking for the word I used before in the parking lot, like I told you about in Buffalo. So let's take your calls. I got some questions for you. I told you about the research project that showed since 2007, at least 763 people have been killed in 579 shootings. And that did not involve self-defense. Now, the vast majority of these were concealed carry licensed shooters who killed themselves or others rather than taking down a perpetrator. So it's not like, oh, I got my concealed you know, carry here. I come to save the day. It's like, no, here I come to blow my own brains out or yours. Not the bad guy. What is your reaction to these findings? Do you feel that vigilant, vigilant citizens could save your life? Or do you think this is a bunch of BS that the NRA is shoving down America's throat? What is your reaction to these findings? Do you still think that vigilant citizens could save you? 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. Now, clearly, the concealed carry does not transform ordinary citizens into superheroes. It compounds the risk to innocent lives. If everyone around you was carrying a firearm, be honest. Would you feel safer or more at risk? I would feel more at risk, especially with my children. 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Be honest. Put yourself into a situation where a mass shooting was occurring. Would you be able to stop the shooter? With, uh, are you 100% positive? That you, and confident that you would be able to stop a shooter without killing innocent bystanders and protect yourself at the same time when you have perhaps no proper training with military or, or law enforcement. You're not law enforcement or military or former. You have no training. Could you really shoot somebody through a crowd, not hurt somebody else, and, and protect yourself as well? Honestly, 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. And I talked about the gun lobby successfully lobbying national and state legislators to restrict data collection on gun-related deaths, and that includes the concealed carry. Don't you and I, as citizens, have the right to be entitled to this information? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Bottom line, if guns really do make us safer, why is the NRA against us knowing this information? 888-6-LESLIE. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of truth. The Leslie Marshall Show. Give her a call now at 888-6-LESLIE. Whether you own a gun or not, whether you are in favor of gun control or not, don't you want to know if owning a gun and especially of having a conceal and carry permit makes a difference and how much of a difference that does or does not make? Don't you want the facts? 
Don't you want the facts? And if you don't want the facts, why not? I mean, how the hell can you vote? How the hell can you carry a gun and, and even have an opinion on any of this if you do not know the facts? And if the and if the facts are that conceal and carry per, permits make a difference or more guns out there make a difference, why is the NRA hiding this information from us? 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. Let's go to Wayne in New Mexico line 2. Wayne, good afternoon. Hi Leslie, thanks for taking my call. Thank you. See, I just wanted. Oh yeah, I just wanted to weigh in on what I thought was the greater issue because I think that the issue of concealment is the lesser issue. The greater issue, of course, is assault rifles, military-style weapons, and large clips and guns. And um, I think that there's other issues that are lost issues in this country, like hunting rifles and pistols. Okay, hang I on, really hang do. on, Wayne. We'll talk yeah. about the guns. We're going to take a quick break. Come right back to you there in New Mexico. Oh. If you're oh, holding, yeah, sure. Okay, if you're holding, hang on. If not, pick up the phone and join me. I want to hear from you. If you're a gun owner, do you want those facts? Do you feel as gun owners that conceal and carry permits are, are better? And, and are you aware of some of these stats I've given you today? Hey. Welcome, welcome back. We are talking about not gun control, but research about gun and having guns and having conceal and carry permits. And those who have conceal and carry permits, because this is what the NRA and many on the right are pushing, is more of us need to be armed to be able to carry our guns everywhere, churches, shopping malls, schools. But the research shows that the NRA does not want you and I to see. The research shows that the overwhelming majority of people end up killing someone else, kill themselves, not the perpetrator. It's not used for self-defense in the overwhelmingly majority, uh, you know, number of times and situations. Let's get back to the calls. We were talking with Wayne in New Mexico, line two. Wayne, thank you for holding. Welcome back. And you say it, it's more than just this. It's not just conceal and carry. It's the type of weaponry used you really believe. I do think that the type of weaponry is the greater issue. I certainly I understand about the NRA concealing facts to uh, make part of the greater issue, you know, seem like a lesser issue. But deep down, I think that, of course, assault rifles, military weapons, large clips, things like that uh, is where the left should be focused in one loud voice to say that's wrong. We need to stop that because uh, whether it's a criminal or a person with a permit, you know, there will be concealment of weapons. We just will never be able to stop that. But to uh, kind of rein in the greater issue, which is the uh, military stuff uh, entering into the civilian world, that to me seems like really where our focus should be. Okay. Uh, Wayne says it's not about, thank you for your call, Wayne, 8886 Leslie, 888-653-7543 says it's, it's not about conceal and carry. It's not about where they're taking the weapons. It's the type of weapons that they're carrying. Uh, let's go to, oh, Natalie uh, left us in Ohio. Give us a buzz back, Natalie. We know cell phone hell. Uh, Natalie, you'd be up next, so give us a buzz back, 8886 Leslie, 888-653-7543. Anna's on line four in Aurora, New York. Hi, Anna. Good afternoon. Thank you for Hi. joining us. Um, you, you, you feel the opposite from the mantra of the NRA. You don't feel the more weapons we have out there, the safer we are, and I think the stats pretty much back up your argument. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, what I've got big concerns about is that the NRA right now 
you know, this concealed carry on campus is really um, something that we need to pay attention to. Um, and it's, it's really picking up steam. I see it on Twitter. Um, and the fact that our government really talks about that a big problem. and I can, think, you, can you say that again? Your phone went a little wacko for oh, a second. Oh, I'm sorry. I think the fact that our government hasn't spoke to that issue um, is, is going to be a big problem on down the line, um, you know, for state universities and colleges. I think, you know... I, I think that's not only going to be a Pandora's box. I, 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 think, um, I think we're going to be burying more students than we would bury with the occasional... You know, crazy who gets their hand on a gun if we allow more guns on our on our campuses. Right, right, and I think you're going to also see some lawsuits or law um, uh, lawsuits happening. Um, I also have big concerns. Uh, what I do every month is I Google um, murder suicides. Just I just Google murder suicides for the month, and I I tally those up, and so I don't get the whole picture, but I get a picture for myself. And for instance, gun deaths in August were there were seventy eight murder suicides. And and for instance, we went through this Benghazi hearing for four Americans, and it's awful. I get that, but there were three separate shootings where nine children were murdered by their fathers, and three wives, of course, and their fathers, you know, killed themselves. There's no hearings about that. There's no, you know, this, you know, it just is so frustrating as a human being watching my fellow Americans, you know, getting shot accidentally, toddlers, you know, we have, you know, even Leos are leaving their guns out and their toddlers are accidentally getting shot. I mean, we're not having any conversation about it and it makes me angry. And, Are, and, so and, here and, I am. You know, wait a minute, wait a minute. Though. Let me ask you. Don't. Uh, I think one good thing that, if you can say a good thing, comes out of some of these tragedies that we are having more conversations. Right, but it's not going to the place where it's not happening at the level that we need it to happen. Because the conversations yeah. are. What you're saying is words are great, but if we don't put our words into action, I agree with you 100 percent there. Then what good is right. it? Because we're you know we're, we're we're all you know screaming, and some are preaching to the choir on the left or on the right. But what's actually being changed as a result of those conversations? Right, right. Now I will say I was invited to two meetings by um, uh, Kristen Gillibrand. Kristen Gillibrand and our governor, you know, to speak about the gun violence specifically in, in Rochester and Syracuse. And there was a lot of information that we bannered back and forth, and I think that is something wonderful, as opposed to seeing states like where Kansas, where you see Brownback as opposed to governing, is giving anybody access to a gun, you know. So the, the, the right-wingers are placated by you know, being having access. And then so all those black stem laws, you know, start, you know, guns start filtering into the, the tighter states. And that's a big issue, too. So I don't know. It just is. So anyway, well, thanks for, you know, hearing me, I guess. Oh, no, we liked hearing uh, you. Uh, thank you. Uh, appreciate thank it very much. Appreciate your call there from uh, Aurora, New York. Anna, thank you. And we hope you'll call again. Uh, let's go next to, let's go down to Georgia with Reggie on line one. Reggie, good afternoon. How you doing, Leslie? Happy Monday to you, and welcome back, by the way. Thank you very much. Glad to be back. Okay. Well, anyway, 
speaking of the, uh, speaking of the NRA and first things first, where is this beloved or beloved darling of a president for the NRA, Wayne LaPierre, hiding? Is he hiding underneath a rock somewhere? Is he, or is he planning on pulling a groundhog day? Just poke. Well, he doesn't. He, he doesn't have to come out. He doesn't have to come. Well, I don't think he hides. He, I mean, he comes out and makes statements every time we have a massacre. It's just not the statement we want to hear. But with regard to these findings, this is another example because he will just say that these findings are not accurate or find a way with money with state and federal legislators to prevent the public from seeing this information, which I shared earlier. Right, and like you said last week before you uh, before you show sure decided to go on a three or four day hiatus vacation. Oh, well, you know, we had we had some. Uh, I, I was going to be out Friday because I was, you know, out of town doing some work and, you know, a little uh, uh, vacay, mini vacay. But uh, we had some problems. By the way, for some people thinking, well, you couldn't call last week. We have, like I said, a whole new phone system. So give us a buzz, call away. Everything is uh, not only uh, back but better uh, because we've uh, replaced, uh, you know, everything that we needed to replace, not only to fix but to upgrade, 888-653-7543. So, Reggie, anyway, last week when you couldn't call in and you can now, what? Well, I was was going to say that one one state in particular with with great possible exception, which the state you live in, L.A., California, didn't bend over, Kissing the kissing the NRA's ass or bending over in front of them on their hands and knees, blowing them, so to speak. They weren't going to be bullied or intimidated by the NRA. You know what I'm saying about right? But we have a very liberal governor. We have a Democratic majority in our state legislature, and even though we have a lot of gun owners in the state of California, I mean, probably more than most states because we're the largest state. The population is the highest and the largest. Um, But Californians, even if they're gun owners and even if they have an NRA sticker on the back of their car, I think are not just more liberal uh, uh, socially. Uh, They have a social conscience and mindset of, uh, I believe, common sense, which is, one, hey, it might be a good idea to have background checks on ammunition as is being proposed um, by uh, uh, Gavin Newsom. And then also they, like the rest of the nation, even if they're gun owners, support universal background checks and realize we have a problem with mental health and more money needs to be uh, to go toward uh, types of programs to help these people and to prevent them from getting weapons and, of course, to prevent, you know, felons from having weapons, that kind of thing. Okay. Okay. All right, Reggie, thank you. appreciate your call there. And thank you for having the squeaky door with us as well. That was kind of like, it's Halloween coming up. It's kind of appropriate, the creepiness there, right? Let's go to Michael in the Bronx line, too, Michael. Good afternoon. Hi, I'm Leslie. Great to talk with you, as always. You know something? NRA and these right-wingers, just like um, a couple of calls before me, said she's so upset. I share in her feelings. I share in her anger, and mainly because, I'm sure you're well aware that we had a tragedy here in New York City where a young decorated police officer was killed by a career criminal, someone who should not have had a gun. And instead of dealing with the fact that the NRA and the right-wingers always say more guns, more guns, more guns, they're going to take the death of this police officer and blame Black Lives Matter, blame the critics of police abuse. No, Black Lives Matter. Governor Christie, Chris Christie, over the weekend in an interview on a major network, already did blame Black Lives Matter. Yeah, I mean, say, you know, I mean, he he does blame Black Lives Matter and that movement. He says that they um, they are asking for, they're calling for uh, police is, officers to be to be hurt and to be shot. And that is a flat out lie. 
And the thing is, is that he's associating, he and other Republicans, right, extreme, right-wing extremists, he's associated every person of color with Black Lives Matter, and that is unfair. And the fact, Black Lives Matter does not, I repeat, does not advocate for the murder of police officers. They don't advocate for the murder of anybody. The only thing they advocate for is equal justice. You know, equal I agree with you. The, uh, the Black Lives Matter movement targets politicians left and right to do something about the disproportionate violence and death of African-American males by white police officers. There are I mean, people, I, wait, Michael, there are people who will uh, say that they're a part of Black Lives Matter or will have that kind of a T-shirt or hat or chant and, and may kill someone, but they're not a part of that organization. You know, they're, they're just claiming to be a part of that organization. So there are individuals who want that. There are individuals who speak to that and promote that or even, you know, hold the gun in their hand. But they're not a part of the actual Black Lives Matter movement, I agree. I'm glad you mentioned that, Leslie, because it also, this also points not only to the refusal to take any responsibility and corrective action by the right-wingers, but their hypocrisy, because if you take a, um, a step back with the Tea Party movement, when they're uh, pushing and shoving Democrats um, because of Obamacare, and then they're calling for the assassination of President Obama, what do the right-wingers say? Well, those are just individuals. You can't blame the whole party for that. So it's like, why the hell is it that they're doing, they cannot follow their own advice, when it comes to Black Lives Matter and even those who are not part of Black Lives Matter but share in the same sentiment of sick and tired of the double standards and zero accountability when rogue cops and even right-wingers commit crimes and they get away with it. I hear, I hear you, Michael, but we're really going off on a tangent. Thank you for your call, sweetie. We're really going yeah. off on a tangent. I really want to stay with the... Uh, you know, the, the subject matter. Um, and doesn't mean we can't color outside the lines here, but uh, no pun intended. Uh, but, uh, you know, we're, we're talking about actual data. We are talking about data that proves that the more guns there are out there, even and, and the more guns there are out there in public places via a conceal and carry permit do not make us safer. The research shows the opposite. And the NRA doesn't want you to see the research. So we're asking you, one, do you want to see it? Or do those numbers even matter to you because you're going to believe what you believe? It's your perception of the reality rather than the reality via this research, via these numbers. 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. Do you feel that more guns out there, you know, you're walking around. Do you want more people to have guns? What will make you feel safer? More people having guns or less? For me, it's less. 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. Now, Except for those of you who have legal law enforcement training or military training. If you own a gun, be honest with me. And you are in a situation in one of these public places, a restaurant, a shopping mall, a movie theater. Are you 100% confident you could take out the perpetrator without harming anyone else or having harm brought to you? Are you 100% positive? Be honest with me. 8886-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. So it's simple. Do you want the facts? Do you feel safer with more guns out there? And are you 100% certain if you're holding that gun that you could take out that perpetrator without harming anyone else or having yourself? 
be harmed in the process. 8886-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Call me, follow me on Twitter, at Leslie Marshall. Quick break. Back to you right after this. Leslie Marshall. Real people. Real life. Real talk. Give her a call now at 888-6-LESLIE. Welcome, welcome back. Only True Democracy in Talk Radio. Let's go to line two in Ithaca with Greg. Greg, good afternoon. Thank you for joining us. Happy Monday. Hey, good afternoon. Uh, I was listening to some of the callers, and we always talk about perhaps how somebody died or what they used to kill somebody. But really, there's an underlying thing that I think we're missing, and the data and research really need to show that. There's a lot of people out there that have been mistreated, where we haven't taken care of them, the mentally ill, and these people are reacting. So, you know, today it might be a gun, tomorrow it might be a vehicle down a sidewalk. We just heard some news reports of that. I think we have to really get beyond how people are killing each other and really why they are killing each other. You know, I I, I, I hear forces. you, I hear you, but why do we have to substitute one for the other? For example... I mean, this is why I feel because it's a multifaceted problem, we need a multifaceted approach. I I do agree with you that if one kid being bullied today ends up in a massacre tomorrow, well, then, you know, and it's not just one kid, you know, bullying needs to be addressed or the kid feeling like a loner or an outsider and that it does take a village and that the school needs to be aware and involved. The parents need to be aware and involved. And, and other parents and other kids and that community needs to be involved. I mean, the kids shutting themselves and locked in their room and their grades are going down and they don't have any friends, as was the case in Columbine, that is a red flag. And that's pretty much parenting 101. Uh, one, two, uh, mental illness. Three, I'm sorry, but there, why does somebody need 6,000 rounds of ammunition, which is what the shooter had in Aurora, Colorado, for example? Do you see what I'm saying? There are red flags. I mean, sorry, but if somebody is going back and forth to Yemen and they have a Muslim last name, government's going to look into that. And most people are comfortable with that. And legally, they're doing it through the Patriot Act. So why is it so different if somebody is creating an arsenal in their backyard and they say, oh, Second Amendment, Second Amendment, but really – I mean, you know, to kill Bambi or to protect your home, you don't really need 6,000 rounds of ammunition unless you're going to war. Well, let me give you an example. Of, in the other caller mentioned, LEOs. That stands for Law Enforcement Officers. Their job is to uh, do law enforcement. We need to support them. But a lot of times they're investigative of nature. They're there after something happens. So a 13-year-old child recently, a law enforcement officer's son, looked out his window as he was studying, saw two perpetrators come to the house. The law enforcement officer, being underpaid, 
had to take a night security job just to make ends meet. And these two people had been known to kill, rape, murder, steal. And the kid grabbed whatever weapon he felt best. He was trained in a bunch of them by his father and by the NRA. And that child picked an AR-22 or AR-17, I can't remember, and was asked why he chose that out of all the weapons his dad taught him how to use and how the NRA taught him how to use it. And he said, I picked the one with the most bullets to protect my mom and my sister. Yes, but these, I have to jump in here. I'm gonna Go ahead, Mark. This is Mark, the producer. These stories are all very powerful, but they are one of few. Look yes. at the statistics that were provided in this article. They're all aggregated. They're all sourced. You can go to Leslie's Twitter page. I mean, these are pulled from media and police reports. It shows that this story that you bring up, yet very powerful, is extremely in the minority. There's now more states in America where people die by guns than cars. Yeah, we have more, and we've got to be uh, specific with that. Um, we're talking about American youth, young Americans. More young Americans minute, are dying one. at the hands of guns uh, than cars. I am out of time for calls. I do want to share some tweets, and I thank all of you who called in or on hold, and I couldn't get to My apologies. Um, uh, C.W. Schmidt says, tweets, the issue is not in the numbers, but who has them regarding guns and the reason for having said gun. Too much on numbers, not enough on who. Well, I I think, yes, I, I'm with, I have no problem if everybody was okay and isn't going to flip out and go postal and kill people, but that is the problem. Who is getting them, and we have no restrictions on those who. Mike, would you feel safer knowing only criminals had the guns? Uh, no, I'd feel safer knowing that people who have military experience in training and law enforcement officials have the guns. Uh, and uh, David said you forgot to uh, add instigators. Tom says, if a mugger approaches me, clearly I stand a better chance if I'm armed. That's called common sense. Tom, I'm talking about in a crowded theater, dear. Crowded theater, where these mass shootings happen. Theaters, churches, schools. Another says, um, I'm 100% certain a person with a gun will kill many without a person stopping him with a 95% likelihood. In other words, he wants to take that chance. We'll be back tomorrow on Tuesday.